friends and fellow craft beer drinkers and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast my name is denny loose and with me tonight is not john ream but back by popular demand is our buddy chris mckenzie how are you doing tonight chris hey denny i'm doing really well man how are things going with you Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, we were enjoying some, I mean, I got to throw a little weather in. We were enjoying some good weather last week. Uh, of course, uh, it's snowing right now, so uh, the good weather didn't last all that long. But how, yeah, It was it was a little little chilly here today, too. Yeah, yeah, to get down to about 85 or... Uh, well, <laughs> uh, I think we topped out at 80 today, but I was out on a boat, so it was a little cooler out on the water. Oh, nice, nice. Did you guys just go for a boat ride, or were you doing some fishing, or... Just kind of yeah, we just went out, just kind of enjoying a Sunday. Friends of ours are part of a boat club, and um, they are gracious enough to offer us a spot on the boat with a couple of other friends, and we just go out and have a few beers, stop for lunch, and just kind of putts around Tampa Bay for a little while. Wow. Well, excellent. Excellent. Did you get sunburn? Uh, I had sunscreen on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a smart man. Very smart yeah. man. Well, well, Chris, uh, welcome back to the show, and I'm glad to have you here. We get a lot of positive feedback when you're on the show, especially all of our East Coast listeners. They love to hear about all the great beers that you taste, so I'm hoping you're bringing some more good beers for our listeners. I will definitely do my best. Um, it's uh, I'm kind of with them uh, when when you guys talk about all the West Coast stuff, and I'm going, man, that sounds really good, but I I can't get that here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's good. I'm I'm just glad that we were able to offer because uh, I, I do feel bad when John and I on the West Coast we talk about what we get, and when I'm able to talk about other beers, I'm really excited. All right. Well, in case we have any new listeners to the show, let me tell you what Tap the Craft podcast is all about. We are an educational podcast, and we're focused around celebrating all things craft beer. And, of course, we want to help people along in their craft beer journey. And you are listening to episode 68, and we are recording on Sunday, February 26th, 2017. And in this episode, we are going to review the new features and changes found in the recent release of untapped 3.0 yes our favorite beer social beer application on the ios for chris and i and and also on, on uh, android uh, they you know I, I i was pretty happy with the uh, 2.0 version but they, guess what never never stop they always have an update in there and we're going to talk about what's changed in the new version but that's not all we also have a listener question concerning the licensing and trademarking of the term craft beer. Is it legal to use craft beer no matter if you are a craft beer or not? Well, let's talk about that and find out. And of course, you can count on us talking about some great beer banter along the way also. But before we get into the meat of the show, let's share what is in our glass tonight. So Chris, what are you drinking? 
So tonight, Denny, I'm actually uh, following in John's footsteps and enjoying some homebrew. Um, we're I'm having uh, what I've named Clinton Street. Uh, that's the uh, street that we live on, and it's the f- first batch of beer that we've brewed uh, in our new house that we're living in. Uh, it's a vanilla oatmeal stout. Oh, wow. And uh, I actually reached out to John for a little assistance on uh, putting the vanilla in my beer. Uh, and I'm really happy with the way it turned out. And it's very, very good. Vanilla is um, definitely stands out in the nose and in the, in the mouth. And it's just, it's a delicious beer. Okay. Are you willing to share how you put the vanilla in? Did you use an extract or did you get some vanilla bean? Or what was the method you used? Uh, I did use vanilla beans. Um, I was given... I was given information by the homebrew engineer himself to, um, (laughs) he said that, I don't know if I want to divulge his secrets, but Uh he said that he normally uses extract. Oh. And I, I felt that, I felt that I didn't want to cheat my beer. Um, I don't know if he, you know, what other people consider, consider cheating, but you know, I I always (laughs) like to, um, I'm not calling you a cheater, John. Um, but you know, I like to use use the actual ingredients as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I decided to go ahead and use the vanilla beans. Um, he great, gave me some great information about how to do that, um, and put um, put three whole vanilla beans, split it in half uh, into the beer, and let it sit in there for about three days. Okay. Uh, each day that I each day that it was in there, I tried it out to see if it had enough vanilla flavor in it. Um, and you know, I just, if I didn't, if I wanted more vanilla flavor, I just put the lid back on and put it back in the, um, in the, uh, in the cooler Mm -hmm. and tried it the next day. And on the, on the third day, I really enjoyed what, what came out of it. So we we stopped there and, and now we're, now we're drinking it out of the bottle. All right. So, I mean, I know it's your own beer, but what do you think of it? Now, don't be too critical of it, but is it? did you do a good job or do you have some work to do still? So, I, me personally, I think the beer still tastes um, new. Uh, I don't want to say it tastes green, but like mm-hmm. it tastes new. Um, I, I've had um, two or three of my friends have tried it. Um, we had some of it today out on the boat. And the one guy said, well, do you have any more bottles of this? Because I, I, this, I don't want to drink anything else right now. This, this is what I want. <laughs> um, to me, I think I could have let it sit, but I was really excited to get it out of the fermenter, put it in bottles and be able to try it. Maybe next time when I make another batch of it, um, I think what I want to do is maybe get a little more oatmeal into it. So it has a little bit of a thicker mouthfeel. Yeah, yeah. And um, see what happens with that, uh, because it, it to me personally, it's more like um, it. It was a it was an oatmeal stout recipe, but it's almost thin like a porter. Uh huh. Um, it's it's still black like a stout, but it's it's thin in the in the mouth feel like a porter would be. Um, so I I think that would be my only changes of it. Um, the the roasty flavors are, are still there. Um. And it's actually a recipe based off of a local brewery that they actually give out the recipe for okay. in their um, in their brewing supply shop. Okay. Oh, well, it's nice. Well, I I agree. I think that uh, if you think that the stout is a little bit thinner in the mouthfeel, hey, 
increase that oatmeal, get that mouthfeel and that, that little heavier. I love a good oatmeal stout with that with that uh, oatmeal silkiness that, that you get in that mouthfeel. So uh, I look yeah. forward to trying it if you have an extra bottle uh, when we meet up uh, in a couple months. But if not, it's okay. I, I don't want to uh, – I know you have friends now that want to drink all your supplies, so it probably won't last long. <laughs> No, it's uh, I and I know there's a, I know there are other ways to kind of thicken the beer a little bit that I'll have to um, check in with our homebrew club and reach out to John and see see what advice he might have to offer too. But um, yeah, I think I think there'll be a bottle sitting aside for you. Okay, awesome. I'm looking forward to that because <laughs> I love I love uh, vanilla oatmeal. I love oatmeal stouts and I love vanilla oatmeal stouts. So it'll be it'll be a good treat. Well, it was funny because I was sitting at the bar of the brewery where they make this oatmeal stout, and I had the vanilla beans that I bought in their shop, and oh. and I said, oh, well, I've got I've got um, you know, your oatmeal stout recipe fermenting at the house, and I'm going to put these vanilla beans in it, and they went, you're going to put vanilla beans in that oatmeal stout, and I went, yeah, um, <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time I've ever seen vanilla in a stout, and they went, what? Wow, never really. Th- thought about that and i went are you kidding me yeah i mean they, and they make some fantastic beers so i don't know maybe it just kind of slipped by them and who knows maybe they'll have it on their on their tap list soon wow yeah because one of my favorite vanilla oatmeal stouts is from Ninkasi's, the otis mm-hmm. that's a good one that's a good one and it's my it's my son's favorite we've had it on draft at Ninkasi when we visited there a few months ago actually back in september um, i've had I don't know. I can't even count how many bottles of it in uh, 22 ounce bottles. I just I love the beer, and it's a it's a great beer. So yeah, that brewery needs to step up its game. Throw some <laughs> vanilla beans in there. Learn from they're them. great on the sours though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but what are you what are you drinking tonight, Denny? I'll tell you what. Uh, we've mentioned this beer on the last three or four episodes, and I cannot get enough of it. And it's Fremont Brewings. Lush IPA, their seasonal release, their spring seasonal IPA. I know it's a little early for spring, but I'll tell you what, this beer keeps coming in. They, they The first batch that came in was gone pretty quick. I had a 22-ounce bottle and a six-pack of it, and I drank it on tap at, at some places locally. And I was just hoping it was going to come back again. Guess what? It came back in town. I grabbed another six-pack, and I'm just uh, enjoying it. I just love this IPA. It's just got some really big, bold citrus and tropical fruit flavor in there. It's got, you know, it's just, it feels, it, it feels like it's a, a juicy IPA, but without that hazy yeast, uh, you know, suspension in there. It just, it, it's just really good. So that's what I'm drinking. I thought I'd just celebrate our recording with drinking a fantastic IPA. Nice. What, what, uh, what kind of flavors do you get out of that IPA? It's mostly tropical uh, fruit flavors, uh, maybe some, I don't know, some pineapple, um, mangoes, maybe something in there. It's, it's hard for me to pull out those sweet fruits, but it's kind of like that tropical sweet fruit flavors. But it's not a sweet, necessarily a sweet uh, IPA, right? It's a dry IPA, but it's, it's got a big nose on it with those sweet flavors coming out. Uh, let me take a sip and I'll try to pinpoint some more. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just good. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, that's good enough. Uh, <laughs> if you like it, keep drinking it. Uh, uh, I can't stop drinking it, and I'm hoping that this 
this spring season will last through the, into the summer too. It'd be great because uh, it's a good. I, I don't, I'll tell you what, Fremont Brewing does not do bad beer, and they do fantastic IPAs. I'm really impressed with with their beers. I'm so happy that in the Boise area we're able to get a lot of their stuff in here because it's it's really good. All right, Chris. Um, you know we always like to to highlight some beer-related activities that we do. And I know you went out on a boat today uh, drinking some beers, but is there anything else that you want to let you know talk about, about some activities you might have done? Um, we've actually had a handful of activities uh, beer-related here in the last, I don't know, what was the last time I was on with you guys was New Year's, mm-hmm. right around New Year's. Um, we, oh, let's see, uh, last weekend I was pouring beer for an event called, um, hops for heroes oh, okay. uh, over in, over in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, it benefits, um, uh, come on, I should have looked this up the, uh, road warrior foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what those guys do is they, uh, get in touch with local breweries. I don't know if this is a hundred percent how this works, but they get in touch with local breweries. Uh, the local breweries donate beer and time for this event and um, the foundation is able to um, get in touch with um, veterans around the country and take them on, uh, I think it was like cross-country motorcycle trips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, the details are a little fuzzy, but um, I remember that, that being part of it. And I, was, and I thought, well, that's a really cool, um, cool idea that they're able to do that. Um, and I looked up, uh, yesterday exactly what they did at this event. Um, and apparently just about 300 gallons of beer was donated to this event, uh, from local breweries here in the Tampa Bay area. Um, and I was able to hook up with one of the breweries that we actually helped build. And uh, I was able to spend some time with, with, uh, my friends over at Zephyr Hills Brewing Company and mm-hmm. pour some beer with one of their bartenders, Kim, and, um, just, run around and try some different beers, see some old friends and, um, just enjoy the day outside. So, um, so we did that one. Um, we were at another event called, uh, fire and beer, which sometimes don't go together. Um, (laughs) could be a little little dangerous, but it was a really cool event, um, put on by Tampa Bay brewing company, um, which started out as a, um, just, you know, a couple people hanging out in their backyard, having a bonfire and having some beers. Um, and it turned into this huge event where, um, it is a high gravity beer event. So everything that was poured was 8% and up. Mm. Um, I think the highest I remember seeing was about 16%. Uh, but there was only one of those, but there was about 50, 50 different beers. Uh, my wife Megan and I were pouring beers for this event. We volunteered for it, um, and they paid us in beer. So oh, I mean, that's, nice. that's good. That's good currency for her and I. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, we just had a blast. I, I between there was her and I, and then another couple that we were working with. We were pouring. I think we had eight to ten taps that we all four of us were pouring out of for for people. And then there were uh, another. 10 tables or so, eh, give or take, um, that all had 
you know, all these high gravity beers and ciders and meads. And, um, it was, it was really cool because we, we got to run around with our own tasting glass and try everything as well. So, um, <laughs> we, we got paid in beer. Um, we got to try beer and we didn't have to pay anything to get in. We just had to donate a little time. So wow, those are always my favorite. Well, Hey, and I've been thinking about doing that same thing. And uh, I need to look into that because I'm like you. I like drinking beer, getting beer, and not paying for it. Uh, you know, all those things are really good. Uh, I know that there's, um, we're, you know, we're going through, uh, s- sometimes they allow you to pour without having a special certificate or license or whatever. And then sometimes they make you have to go through some kind of class. I don't know if that's what any requirements in Tampa Bay. You have to go through some kind of a, a serving class or licensing or something um not not legally mm-hmm. um i know that a lot of the places around here do ask that their their um you know their staff and their bartenders are uh certified through the cicerone program as beer servers okay um but other than any legal um legal need for them to be certified or anything mm-hmm. no i don't think so okay Okay. Well, maybe I'll look into that for myself. Not that I have a lot of time, but there's not that many festivals that go on. And I know that every so often I'll hear about some that need extra help. And I, I see people that that work behind there. They have fun. And I, I'm a fun kind of guy. So I, I think I could help people have a good time. Yeah. And it's and it's not uh, with social media and everything. It's easy to get a hold of those uh, event organizers. So, I mean, even if any of the, the podcast listeners are interested in doing something like that, uh, find out who is putting together event pages for these events on Facebook or find a way to reach out to the breweries and, and um, step up and say, hey, do you have anything I can help you guys with? I'd like to volunteer some time. Um, and most cases, they are pretty receptive to it. And um, they'll, they'll pay you in beer. Yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and Tampa Bay beer week is coming up next week. So we're Whoa. excited about that as well. Um, but, uh, were there, uh, any, any events that you guys had going on in the last uh, couple of weeks or so? Well, it's been pretty dry, but, um, I have paid a visit to one of the oldest breweries here in the Boise area. It's not the oldest, but one of the oldest is Sockeye Brewing. And I, you know, I I come and go from you know there every so often. I, you know, I, their flagship beers are good, and and you know some of their special beers uh, are okay. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, I visited there Friday night and uh, had dinner. They have a restaurant and and a brewery, which is nice. It's always good to be able to eat uh, mm-hmm. and drink at the same time. And I was amazed that they had like four or five new beers on tap that I've, I've never had, you know, brand new offerings. So I, I was enjoying that. Uh, and, and they were all really good beers. Now, some of them were beers that had, uh, that come seasonally. So I've had them before, but there were, like, like I said, there was probably four beers that were brand new and uh, really did a good job. Just for example, there was a Belgian quad that was 10% ABV. And it was like, I was drinking soda. I mean, it wasn't sweet, but it was it had a little bit of Belgian sweetness to it. But it literally, you could not tell there was any alcohol in it. That beer could easily sneak up on you and kick your butt because it was so smooth. And it had, uh, you know, all the typical, uh, it was a Belgian quad. So it had, uh, uh, 
you know the Belgian qualities with the the Belgian sugars, the the sweet sweetness to it, and some you know had a little bit of bubblegum banana flavor in there, not too heavily, just you know nice and subtle, and uh, really sweet. I mean, or really smooth, and I really appreciate that one. That's I mean that's a hard beer to do without coming across boozy, and they did a really good job with that one. Uh, they also had. Uh, a beer. Well, you know what? I don't want to talk about the beers in my noteworthy because I don't want to ruin that. But but there was a a few different beers I had Friday. Well, while we were there eating, they you know the server said, "Hey, we have an event tomorrow. We're releasing our two new sour beers, uh, and and they just started the sour beer release. They they didn't do sours. Well, they did sours off and on, but they they really committed last year that they were going to have a seasonal sour release thing. So every year they're going to release some uh, sour beers that you can uh, buy in cans. And last year it was the Huggy Bear Sour, which was a really good dark sour ale. I mean, really, really good. I, I, I think I brought a can to uh, to John, and he really liked it too. And I I had a few cans of it. Now the the problem is they sell these things in, in 12 and 20 or 12 and or 6 and 12 packs. And I don't buy sour beers in Maybe a six pack I'd buy, but definitely not a twelve pack. So uh, you have to be committed to want to, you know, have that much sour beer. Uh, but that, I'm the, I'm the, I should just move on with the thing. So the beers that they were having on Saturday in a special release event, one was one I've already had. It was a, a called a sour puss. It's a regular sour, has some uh, tropical fruit notes in there, or maybe not. I kind of say tropical. I think everything's tropical to me, but maybe a little bit of, you know, <laughs> anything that has a sweet, like a sweet fruit is tropical. Uh, and then they had, uh, th- that one is called the Sour Puss, Sour Ale, really good sour. And uh, my wife joined me at the event, and she, we had two tasters, we had two sets of tasters uh, with the two beers. And then she actually liked the Sour Puss so much she went ahead and had a whole snifter of that one uh, on her own. Uh, well, I, well, I had to help her. I drank half of it. She drank half of it. <laughs> uh, you had to, right? Well, she asked me to because she's not supposed to drink beer, and oh, okay. I, I didn't want her to overdo it, but she really enjoys sours, and I wanted her to be able to enjoy that without me just sucking it down. So I let her have the majority, and then I drank you know, a few sips here and there just to help her get it down. Um, but the beer I really was excited to try was a Goza. And you know how I'm really enjoying the Goza styles. And this one is uh, a little bit different type of Goza. It's called the Salty Bear Dark Caramel Goza. And uh, it was really good. It had a, a dark caramel, which is to me is like a toffee. has a little bit of that, uh, that toasty toffee flavor. Uh, and it went really well, that that toasty malt with that salty finish and the tartness, um, perfect. I thought I thought it went really well. I was really surprised by that goza. I, mean, I typically like gozas that have some other kind of a fruit flavor, but the dark caramel uh, went really well with it. So I uh, I enjoyed that. And on top of that, we actually went to add some raffles. You know, you, every time you ordered uh, the either the, the samplers. And the beer, you got a ticket to enter the raffle. So we had three tickets. And my wife and I, we each won a prize. I won a ball cap, and she won a a beanie cap. So, hey, you can't go wrong when you uh, actually get good beer and win prizes, too. So, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You guys bought three beers, so you had three tickets. And then you you won two of the three times. Yeah. 
So it's rigged. It's ri- well. <laughs> I, the, the thing is, is that we were there early, so we were actually the first people to put in tickets. So we had three tickets in before anyone else had tickets in. So I think the odds for us winning the first, uh, it was, it was like, I think we it started at three, and we were there from three until four fifteen, and the first raffle was at four thirty, and they had two drawings, and we happened to be the first two you know people that got show. So by that time. I'm guessing there might have been, you know, maybe, I don't know, 10, 10 tickets in there. So we had a pretty good chance of winning. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. All right, Chris. So I, let's get into our noteworthy beers. This is what everyone's been waiting for. Everyone wants to hear about what you have been drinking that you want to share with our listeners. Yeah, so it seems like every time that I get on here with you guys, everything I drink um, – comes from the Tampa Bay area or Florida. Um, and f- I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, that has not changed uh, this time. <laughs> either. Uh, I don't know what it is. I guess they're just putting out so many good beers um, down South right now. And uh, th- they put out so many new ones that it's hard to either keep up or move out of this region just to try other things. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the first one that I was going to, talk to you about was uh, from one of the beer events that I was pouring from, and it was called Gimme Swelter uh, from Arcane Ale Works, which is in Largo, Florida. Um, okay. Just uh, probably 30, 45 minutes uh, west of us. Um, and it was a habanero and mango beer. Mm. And I'm not normally one for pepper beers. Um they either have to be done right or they're just the the heat in them is just awful yeah. but um but this one there was no heat the, all that was in there was the flavor of the habanero which worked out really well and then the sweetness of the mango if there was any heat i think the sweetness of the mango took care of yeah that heat um so it was just the flavor and the flavor of the pepper and then the mango on top of it and it was really good. I actually gave that one five caps oh, wow. on, on untapped. Um, out of the, I don't know, 50 beers that we could have tried at that event, that was by <laughs> far one of my favorites. Oh, nice. And uh, that was that was really good, very well done. And uh, I'm actually excited to get over to that, that brewery as well and see uh, what else they got over there. Because um, they... Not only are there the beers that I've had from them very good, but their names of their beers are um, really creative. Okay, and and they're they're just a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I, I like I like fun beer names for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, they definitely I, I know they definitely help sell me beer. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but then uh, there was a second one from. Uh, I hope this is from them because I didn't write this down. From Big Top Brewing called Hawaiian Lion. Um, they're based out of Sarasota, Florida, um, just a little south of us. And Hawaiian Lion is a coconut and coffee porter. Oh wow! Um, and it and it's um, our our big coconut coffee porter down here is normally from Funky Buddha called mm-hmm. Last Snow. But I really think that. Uh, Hawaiian lion holds, I just like saying it, Hawaiian <laughs> lion. Um, I think it, it stands its own with Funky Buddha's Last Snow. Um, and I gave that one a four and a half cap rating on that. 
but I don't I don't know what it is. Coconut, coffee, chocolate, all that put together in a beer. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Oh, I, I hear you. I hear. You. I love. I'm a sucker for coconut in beer. From us, I'm, I'm a sucker for coconut in anything. You know, some people don't like coconut. I love coconut. I'll eat coconut like right out of the coconut. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we drink a lot of coconut milk here. Uh, I just love everything coconut. So you put coconut in beer, of course I'm going to enjoy it. And I love a good coconut porter, and I love a good coffee porter. And you mix the two together, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. So that's one uh, I'll have to look for uh, if I make my way over there into the Tampa Air- Largo area. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Big well, Top I is mean, not in Largo. It, Where's Big Top at? Is that in Tampa? Sarasota. Sarasota, okay. So they're only about an hour south of it. I don't even think they're an hour, but they're about an hour south of us. Okay. Oh, excellent. So, so you only had two two beers since since the January second. Did you wanted to to highlight? Surely you have. Throw, just pull one out from somewhere besides. I know you had to drink something besides Tampa Bay beer. You had to you had to drink something from outside the area. Oh, come on. You're putting me on the spot for this one. Uh, I tell you what, why don't you start into a couple of yours and I will find you another one. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I will do that. I will do that. And you know what? I'm going to start off with one of the Sockeye beers that I really enjoyed on Friday. And it's the Sockeye Cocoa Peak on Nitro. And it's a milk chocolate stout. It's a chocolate milk stout, basically. And it was on Nitro. And I, and Anyone who's listened to a few shows knows I'm not a big fan of nitro beers. I feel that the nitro really kind of mutes the flavors. But guess what? I found one I, that I absolutely fell in love with because this beer was literally that nitrogen made it really silky and smooth and it made it like I was drinking chocolate milk, but without having the extra sweetness that a chocolate milk would have. It had the body, the, the, the full, um, creamy body. Of chocolate milk, and it had the flavor of the chocolate with the milk stout, you know, uh, lactose sugar, and uh, but it wasn't too sweet, and it was perfect. I still got some of that maltiness that I like, that roasted maltiness, and the chocolate and the silky smooth. I really enjoyed it, and honestly, I gave it a four and a half cap rating, but I could, in hindsight, I probably could have gave it a five. Uh, again, I'm trying not to give as many fives as I normally do because I can be kind of liberal. So I've been holding back. But I'll tell you what, it, this beer really, really impressed me. And I'm looking forward to going back and getting some more of it because uh, it, it's a worthy a worthy beer and very, very good on Nitro. And uh, the second beer is one that I didn't think I was going to be trying for some time. It is a well, a well of a beer that people look to get. It's from the Alchemist Brewery in Vermont, and it's the Heady Topper Double IPA. What? How did you get a hold of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm, and I'm amazed that nobody has uh, really made any comments on Untapped. I've logged it twice now. In fact, I had a buddy that went over to Vermont for work, and he said he's going over there. He's going to go get some Heady Topper. I said, "Oh man, would you bring me back a, a can? I really would love. I'd love to try it." He says, oh, yeah, if I if I can get it, I'll bring you back a can. So he calls me up and and uh, and so, or he texts me when he gets back. He says, hey, I, I, got, uh, I got some beer for you. So I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. Uh, come by and, and pick it up. I said, okay, I'll come by. So uh, I went in, and I was expecting to get one can of it, right, one nice 16-ounce can. And uh, he hands me a four-pack. So not only did I get 
to try one can, but I have four of them, and that means I get to share with my friends that can't, uh, you know, can't get it. And and Chris, I'm sorry, but uh, it's not going to be able to wait until until uh, no. the end of April because I have to drink it fresh. That's one of the the key things. You have to drink this beer fresh, but. Hetty Topper is, in case anyone that's listening doesn't know, Hetty Topper is a well-known double IPA, and it literally sells out every week. By time, you know, two hours after it gets to a storefront, it's sold out. It's that big of a popular beer, and I think even the locals buy a lot of it. Right? They really love it, and it's one of those beers that is actually recommended. It says right on the can to drink this beer from the can. Do not pour it into a glass. For the best result. They want you to drink it straight from the can. They, they say that it's because they went and put these hops in there and they wanted to, you know, give you the full, these full flavor for these hops. And they say if you pour it into a glass, a lot of that aroma is escaping from, uh, you know, from the beer. Now, I'm going to call a little bit of BS on that. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think, uh, that's true because we all know that when you pour a beer into a glass, uh, the aroma is going to hit your nose. You're going to get more of that hop flavor f- along with the aroma. So in reality, I think they want to make the ex- the hop tasting experience from your taste buds alone and not the full uh, aroma of the nose uh, also. And uh, so I did an experiment because I said I had, f- I had four cans of this. The first can I drank, I drank it uh, as recommended, straight from the can, every last drop. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It's really good. Um, now, is it one of the is it the best beer I ever had? No. Um, does it live live up to the hype? Yes. I think it's a beer. It's one of those beers that you should try. Uh, it has a very unique flavor profile. The hops there. It comes across really. Uh, uh, it's even it's hard to explain. Really meaty. You know, like I don't know meaty, but like like there's a like really hop. Uh, coney in your like like you're like you're drinking a bunch of hop cones. It's really like a heavy hop flavor. That's hard to hard to explain. And I think that when you're drinking out of the can, you're getting the the hop flavors on your taste buds. But because you're you know you're kind of uh, suppressing it, it's really giving you a very unique flavor profile. And and I really liked it. Um, now I gave it kind of you know what people might say is a low score. I gave it a four point two five, which is still a pretty good. It's above four, um, and I only did that because I have had, in my opinion, I've had other double IPAs that I enjoyed maybe more or as good as this one. But it's definitely a worthy, a worthy uh, double IPA that everyone should go out and try. So I drank the first one in the can, but guess what? For science. I had to pour it into a glass to t- to see if the beer is better or worse out of the can, and so I drank my second one in a in a glass. Now I'll tell you what, this beer has a great head. It definitely you know so for one thing, all that flavor is not escaping because it's going right into the head and getting into your into your nose. But I will say that because now you're getting more of that hop. And that those flavors in your nose, it does change the profile a little bit. And I think it takes away from the uniqueness that you get from drinking from the can. So I think it becomes less of a spectacular beer in a, in a 
in an, in a glass than it does from the can. So that's that's my uh, my scientific testing. And uh, Chris, I take it you've probably never had Hetty Topper, have you? I have not. It's uh, it's on my list to try, uh, obviously because of all the hype that's behind it. Um, but I'm really curious to know you you actually had a different a different experience whether you were drinking it out of the can or drinking it out of the glass. Yeah, yeah, it, huh? Yeah. So, and I and I agree with them. I think it's I think it's better in the can. And like I tried to like I tried to explain. My my reasoning is because I think because your the taste is really being localized to your tongue that it's it's definitely giving you a different flavor profile because you're only getting that from your tongue and when you open it up to your nose it it takes away from that uniqueness that that's my thought process it just becomes another you know flavorful double IPA and not this unique experience of that that. I'm going to call it meaty, but I don't know what else to say. That really hop, coney uh, presence that you get when you're drinking from the can itself. It, it really, it really does give you a very unique experience, and I and I enjoyed that unique experience. That's what I enjoyed about it, uh, and I enjoyed it definitely more in the can. So, all right, seems so barbaric drinking it out of the can. I know. I just, I know. I, 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 <laughs> it's like I was drinking, you know, going back to my Milwaukee beast. Uh, mode back, back in the day, right? Uh, yeah, I, I always get on Megan about that. She'll crack a beer out of the out of the fridge, and, and I'll be like, "You want a glass?" No, I'm good. Are you sure? You should probably have a glass. <laughs> well, it depends on what beer she's drinking. Was she drinking something that was okay, not in a glass, or does she really need to put uh, in a glass? Normally, it's like a goza or a sour. I, I for me personally, I'm I don't know. I think I'm just I, I've gotten. Um, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it you're going to miss out on the experience if you don't have it in the glass. But yeah. according to the alchemist people, I guess I may be wrong. <laughs> I think it's all unique to whatever, however the brewery is manufacturing or, or serving their beer. Listen to them. They know what, you know, if they say drink it from the can or drink it from the bottle, you get the best experience. I, I do it. But for most mm-hmm. beers... I think the best experience is going to be in a glass. Now, I from what I I'm I'm assuming that they don't have a an open tap room for people to come get beers off off a draft because if they're telling you to drink from a can, they're surely not you know serving it from a draft because that would defeat you know the the experience. So, um, yeah, it most beers and breweries are drank out of glasses, so that's what you that that's what they brew to is to brew to the best experience in a glass. So. Yeah, interesting. Well, they they must be they they must have it uh, downright because, like you said, it sells out once it hits the stores. And um, ask any beer nerd in any state in any city; they know about Hetty Topper, yeah. and they want to try it if they haven't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was my well experience. I wanted to share with everyone. And uh, my last beer I'm going to talk about is a beer from our uh, Brewski show, the band. The band beers. It's one that John and I kind of both mentioned that we really wanted to try. And guess what? Like three days after we recorded, I go through the local co-op, and guess what's sitting on the on the shelf? It's New Belgium's Clutch, their Lips of Faith series Clutch band beer, and that's a sour stout. And I, so I picked it up, and I think I figured out the reason why I hadn't had that one before because I. 
I said I think I had ten. I I counted on my on my wall here of beer, and I had fourteen or fourteen or fifteen bottles of Lips of Faith. Uh, I love the Lips of Faith series, and I was shocked when I when I didn't have the clutch. Well, I didn't have the clutch because it's a sixteen dollar bottle of beer, and I probably looked at it and like. I, I saw that it said sour stout, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to pay 16 bucks for a sour stout. But you know what? After that, you know, reviewing those beers, and I read the write-up, and I saw that it was like the fifth best beer on the list, I had to get it. And I'm glad I did, because I really enjoyed this beer. It's actually 80% stout and 20% dark sour that was uh, on wood. So they put some wood in there, and it really does have a really good woody sour stout uh, flavor that is unique and very enjoyable and i had no problem drinking the whole 22 ounce bottle of it uh, and i think it was, it's definitely worth the money so all you guys out there that have passed on this beer because you thought maybe it's too expensive uh, go ahead and grab it it's a worthy it's a worthy beer and i think they only release it every couple years so get it while it's out right now and give it a shot have you by any chance chris have you tried this i know you're not a big sour fan but maybe you had a, a taste of of one that megan had uh grabbed um not of clutch uh i've had a lot of the lips of faith series though um mostly yeah you're right because megan was drinking it and i tried it mm-hmm. um but it was um yeah all of their all of their beers i know score really high with her mm-hmm. even though she barely uses untapped um (laughs) (laughs) she she gets gung-ho for about a week and um just kind of stops and (laughs) but yeah she uh she always really likes them and um the ones that i have tried um i know they have been pretty good yeah yeah they're they're my favorite they i think there might have been one one of them of all the ones i've had again I, i said i think i have 15 bottles now 16 bottles that I've saved and uh, they're all really well done. Uh, I think there was, there was one that, one that I, I think that I kind of didn't like very much, but I can't remember which one it was. I'll have to look at untapped and see what it is, but yeah, they do great sour. So any of our listeners out there who see these lips of faith series beers from new Belgium. Sorry. I'm have. Sorry. Siri. <laughs> sorry, Siri. Yeah. Siri must've heard me say something that uh, woke her up, but, uh, uh, <laughs> that's embarrassing. I, uh, that's the first yeah, time that's would, happened. Yeah, can't you uh, put your phone on silent, Denny? We're recording here. <laughs> it is on. It is on silent, but I've got that stupid. I don't want to say oh, it. Hey you know? Siri. Yeah, exactly. And she heard me say something that I think it said series. I think you know I said series, and she thought uh-huh. I said you know. <laughs> oh well. But uh, act like a professional, man. Yeah, yeah. But they uh, they do a great thing. I just want our listeners to know if you have come across it, uh, pick up the beers and try them. They're really good. Uh, it's worth the money, and they're they are limited release. They only you know they only release these either once. I mean, I, I some of these beers I've never seen again. They've only released them once, so you got to get them while they come out. And if you don't, you may never have a chance to try them. That's why I try to pick them up every time. Yeah, there's always the fear of missing out. You, yeah. you might never ever have to ever get the chance to try it again. That's right. And that's right. And I got lucky with the clutch. Yeah. I mean, I was really concerned that I might never be able to try that because I was, you know, a little bit stingy on my wallet. But now I'm glad I I did. Um, there was one well, more good. beer. Yeah, there's one more beer that I, I is not one of my noteworthy beers, but I want to just mention that I also had another 
band, you know, related beer this uh, last couple weeks, and it was the Atul Le Monde from the Megadeth beer from uh, Unibrew. Unibrew. Uh, and we talked about that, and that's the one that's just come out, and uh, we can't get it in very many places. In fact, I got it from my buddy Brady Jones. Just a big shout out to Brady. Thank you. He had, uh, he bought a case. The only way you can get it in the area is if you go and buy a case from a California distributor that would mail it to, I think they sent it to a, a spot here and then he went and picked it up from them. So he had to do like a, a double third party sale or purchase or something like that. But he bought a case of it and, uh, he had one bottle left and he gave it to me to try. And I really appreciate it. And, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a decent beer. Uh, it, it's not, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Saison Farmhouse Ale fan. It's a little bit different, um, kind of Saison that I'm used to. It's really got a, a bit of a sweetness to it. It's really fruity. Um, it, I think they could have thrown a little pepper in there to kind of tone down some of the sweetness, but, um, it was a good beer. I really enjoyed the beer and I'm glad that I was able to try it and, I just wanted to throw that one out too. Have you tried that one yet, Chris? A Tulum? Um, no. Um, it was funny that you guys were mentioning those beers um, in the uh, the last episode. Was it the last episode? Eh, whatever. Um, it was, and I'd never. I don't know if I just never paid the attention to them, but I don't ever remember seeing them. Mm-hmm. I know that there um, there was one. Uh, that came out from um, that's called Iron Maiden from yeah the uh, Trooper uh, yeah the Trooper um, I, I mean I know about that one but none of the I didn't I didn't realize there was this whole um, you know band beer like bands beer series which yeah. <laughs> kind of interested in it now <laughs> I, it is it is kind of interesting because I didn't I knew there was some out there but it wasn't until we actually started researching it that I realized there's so many and. You know what, our listeners, and I, I don't think I, I mentioned a couple on the last episode, but there's a lot of listeners that gave other bands and, and made comments on the fact that, oh, this band does this type of music and stuff. It was really interesting that there's so many people out there that actually know these bands that John and I never heard of before. So that's pretty amazing, too. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I remember because you guys talked about uh, Hootie's Homegrown Ale from Rock Brothers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think actually the. The night or two before you guys released that episode, I was actually at Rock Brothers Brewing um, and was there for a concert um, and actually got to try some Hootie's Homegrown Ale, which I think it could be a very good um, daily drinker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not too heavy. It's not really light. I mean, it's, I think it's, a, it was an amber ale mm-hmm. and it was, um, it, I thought it was really good. And all of their beers are based on, um, musicians. Okay. Um, they kind of partner up with different musicians. Um, they've got a, a beer that's being released for the band 311. Um, they had some stuff. I can't even remember all the stuff that they had, but um, everything I had from them was really good. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, uh, what else they'll come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, make sure you, tr- next time you try them, leave your little comments on the, on the, on the page so we can all learn from your experiences. I, one of the things I've been doing this year is I decided that I wanted to go ahead and put, you know, photos and of the noteworthy beers that I've uh, that I've mentioned on the show, so that people can actually have another avenue to see what I'm, you know, what we're drinking and find it for themselves. So mm-hmm. feel free to add another been... album that uh, 
you know, rock rock beers or something we can add to, <laughs> add a right. new album. Well, you actually uh, your talk about a uh, Voodoo Ranger uh, a while back. You, my buddy Ryan was listening to that. I think he actually commented on the Facebook page um, a couple of days after the show was released, and he was like, "Well, now I had to go out and buy the beer because Denny was talking <laughs> about it." So not only are you costing me money, but you're costing my friends money as well. Oh yeah. So good job. Oh good. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I. I was going to say I had my uh, one more beer that wasn't Tampa Bay based. Oh, good, um, good. And that was from, um, uh, I'm going to butcher this one. And again, Brewery. where's John when we need him? Yeah, Brewery Von Hansebrook. Uh, they had a, a barista chocolate quad, or it was a Belgian quad with uh, with chocolate in it. I've, I've had that. that. It, yeah, that was really good. It I is. Gave that one four, four caps. Yeah, it's really rich, too. It was yeah, a, well, that was um, that uh, that was on that uh, that bus trip that I that I took. I'm I'm glad I at least remembered to log that one because that one was really good. Yeah, yeah. Th- this beer, one of the beers I've had on draft in uh, Israel when I visited there. Um, so yeah, it's but it's yeah, it's really really heavy, like a heavy rich beer that you don't want to drink mm-hmm. too much of it. You drink you, you drink a couple. And I'll be real. I'll be realistic here. I didn't drink the whole glass myself. We shared it among a, the the group of us because it was so rich. Nobody wanted to drink the whole thing. So, did you drink, drink a whole glass of it, or did you? Oh God, no. We yeah. split the we split the <laughs> bottle between about fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, of us. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's really strong and it's really rich and heavy. That um, it's something that you can't drink. I mean, I don't, you could drink it by yourself, but man, I think you your stomach would be turning. If you drank that whole yeah. thing, but uh, good. I'm glad you got to enjoy that. You enjoyed that one. You, you liked that. I did. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That's one I forgot about. And I may have even, I don't even know if I commented on untapped about that one, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good one. Well, good. There we go. We brought some international flair to the show on this episode. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Let's move into, uh, some, some feedback, um, uh, now, the problem is is that we didn't get a lot of feedback on our smoked beer uh, episode, so I decided to improvise. And I did post something, uh, a video, on our Facebook page, and it was an experience I had with a local beer. And the, and I, I, the, the beer is basically a super gusher. I had opened this beer, and I started to pour a glass, and as I was pouring the glass, I noticed that, man, I must be doing a really poor job at pouring this beer because... The whole glass was full of foam, and as, and that happens to me every so often, especially if I've been drinking a little bit. Sometimes my pours aren't the best, so I didn't think anything of it. So I set the bottle down, and I went over to show my wife because I love to show off my mistakes to my wife because she gets a good laugh out of it, and it's it's good to to joke. So I go over and say, "Hey, hey, honey, look at this awesome pour," and she's laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. I walk back to the kitchen, and I'm looking at the bottle, and the bottle is now. You know, like foaming out of the top, gushing over the side onto the counter. And I'm sitting there watching it like, well, that's kind of weird. I thought, well, maybe I set the bottle down too hard and it's just kind of foaming. And normally if beers foam or gush, they only, you know, it won't gush forever. It'll gush for a little bit and then stop. Well, guess what? I watched it for about two minutes and it didn't stop gushing. So being the smart man I am, I said, you know what? I'm going to videotape this. So I started videotaping it and I videotaped the gushing for two more minutes and it still didn't stop so i stopped recording and then i watched it for another minute or two 
And finally, it started slowing down. So I said, okay, now half the bottle is gone. I mean, it's a 22-ounce bottle and, you know, probably 10 ounces uh, of beer just leaked all over my counter. So I pour the rest of the beer into my glass. And uh, I'm like, okay, let me see if I can drink this beer. I, I was curious to see if it was contaminated or if it just had too much yeast. My thought process was that there was yeast left in the bottle and it was reacting with some of the ingredients in the bottle. So the the beer was called So Juicy. And it was a it was a an IPA, and it was kind of a play on the the both the East Coast uh, IPA, the juicy IPA, and actually adding juice into your beer. And I believe they added real fruit juice into the beer, and they left yeast suspended in the beer so that it would have that you know that juicy East Coast IPA um, or New England IPA, whatever you want to call it, uh, look to it. Well, they, they, they made a mistake, and I think and my thought process was that, that that yeast was reacting with that uh, sugar from the juices, and it was fermenting still. And it was fermenting, but it was also creating all that extra carbonation, and the yeast was overexerting itself, so it was putting off really bad, bad uh, flavors into the beer. So I drank the beer, and the beer didn't taste very good. It didn't taste bad, but it tasted – I could taste diacetyl – which is a is a byproduct of a yeast that is overstressed and it can give in you know give that that buttery popcorn flavor into your beer. So I tested tasted a lot of diacetyl in it. So I I kind of knew at that point it was definitely going to be a yeast uh, problem. Um, and it also the juice flavors didn't come out very very well. It was really kind of a not a very good. I didn't rate the beer on Untapped. I logged into it, but I didn't rate it because I said that yeah I don't think this bottle is right, so I'm not going to rate it. Uh, but I, I logged it anyway. But I made a video, put it on the Facebook page, explained to people what it was, and I just wanted as a warning to anyone out there that picks up this bottle to be careful because it's still fermenting, or you know, still fermenting and, and creating CO2, and I didn't want these bottles to burst or you know cause a mess or have anyone get injured. So I just kind of put out a little safety, uh, you know, message out there, and I was hoping that the brewery was going to respond. Well, the brewery didn't respond. Uh, right away, uh, but two days later. Now the this beer was just put on the shelves when I bought it. I was watching the guy uh, put it on the shelf. Uh, two days later, I go into the store I bought it, and it uh, all the beer of this so juicy was gone. It was off the shelf, and I thought, well, that's odd because there's no what usually you know beers from them stay on there for a few weeks. You know, I don't they don't disappear in two days. So I thought maybe the brewery actually did read my post. And they went out and grabbed the beer out of the market to, to uh, you know, kind of make sure that everything's okay. Well, guess what? We actually got a response from the brewery uh, this last week, and I was pretty, um, I was I was happy because I didn't want them to ignore me, and I wanted to acknowledge that I wasn't being mean. I was trying to be uh, helpful, and I want to make sure that the, the brewery doesn't get a bad name for bad, having bad beer out there, and uh, it doesn't cause any uh, consumers to to have problems. And I wanted to read the reply. And the brewery in mention is a local brewery here in the Boise area. It's called Willen Empire Alecraft. And I have had a ton of their bottles of beer. And I really enjoy being able to get the bombers. I don't make it down to their brewery all the time. But glad, I'm glad to be able to, to grab their beers in these 22-ounce bombers. And for the most part, in fact, this is the only time I've ever had a bad bottle that had, you know, that, that didn't, uh, you know, didn't come out the way it was supposed to. 
Um, but I, and, and it didn't stop me from buying their beer. Even before they wrote us back, I had bought two more bottles uh, later after I had this experience because I do enjoy their beers, and most of the time it's a good quality, so I wasn't concerned that – uh, that, that they were having contamination issues. But um, their reply was this. It says, thanks for bringing this to our attention. After looking into it, we found that due to the nature of this beer, it continued to ferment in the bottle. We left lots of yeast in suspension as part of the flavor profile and mouthfeel. We pulled the remaining bottles out of the market and are making a new batch with a few tweaks to the procedure and packaging. New stuff will be out on the market next week without any fermentables left so they can't continue to ferment. Thanks again. Please check out our new batch. We strive for quality, so we are grateful for the mention. We are always looking to improve and make the best beer possible. Again, please try the new batch and let us know if you like the improvement. Cheers. So I just wanted to shout them out for uh, you know taking my my post and uh, taking action on it and getting the beer out of the market uh, so that consumers don't you know, for one thing, get bad beer and also, you know, cause any injuries. And the only thing they could have done uh, a little differently is they could have offered to uh, have me come back to the brewery and try it for free or give me a free bottle. Uh, you know, something would have been great. But, hey, that's okay. I'll just take their, their mention uh, as uh, enough. But what do you think, yeah, Chris? I was going to say any brewery that is willing to step up and say, yeah, you know what? We made a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and because of that mistake, we're going to take all of the bad product off the shelf. Uh, did well, I don't know what they did with it, but ditch it. (laughs) And no, I, I guarantee they ditched it. It was not a good beer in the bottle. Yeah. So if, if they wiped out the supply, got rid of it and they're brewing a new batch and they're getting ready to put it on the shelf again, um, I, I'd say go back to that brewery over and over again, because if they're willing to, like I said, admit their mistake and, um, and say, you know, we screwed up, we're going to try to fix it. And hopefully this does it. And please, uh, give it another, give us another chance. That's, uh, I, I couldn't ask any for anything else from a brewery. Um, you know, their quality is going to be good. You know, that they're trying to give you the best possible product. Yeah. And, um, that that's, I actually commented to them. I don't know if, if it was received or not, but I said, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing considering the amount of money that it probably cost them to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that I, I just hope that that turns into, um, you know, a great following for them. I really, I'd really like to see that, that, that brewery, um, you know, that they're, that they're following, that their customer base recognizes that and, you know, tells, tells people, people about it tells their friends about it and says hey they have some of the best quality beer and here's why yeah 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 i definitely am i mentioned every time i i talk to people i i let them know that that it's that's a good i mean it, they did the right thing and it makes me feel happy and i'm glad that i was able to you know help them out and they they took they took what uh you know what i had to say and, and took it to heart so that's good they just leave it out there and and ruin their good name Okay, well, let's move on. We did have a listener question, and uh, this is a is is a pretty uh, complicated question, uh, but I'll just read it it's from David Makazuki. It's uh, at Yo Jimbo on two thousand. He asked on Twitter. He says, or asks, is the title craft beer a trademark or licensed title, or is it just a freely used title which people use? He asks, or he says, this question arose from a lawsuit against Walmart 
and their craft beer? And uh, that's a very good question. And I just want to say right off the bat, I am not a lawyer, so please don't take my uh, word as as law or uh, you know anything that's going to be able to you know. It's just my basically I just did some research of my own. I'm just going to kind of spell out what I see on the on the issue. So um, I found an article on on the, on the internet, and it's from uh, it's an article by G Clay. He posted on thedailybeast.com on October 27, 2015. So this is going back a couple years ago. And it's titled, Legally, Bud Light Lime is a Craft Beer. And <laughs> which, which that title alone uh, says a lot, right? And in summary, let me just go and tell you, you know, I'm going to summarize kind of what this means. So a U.S. district court dismissed a class action lawsuit that was attempting to call out Miller Coors for labeling Blue Moon a craft beer. So this was a class action suit br- being brought on to Miller Coors because they label Blue Moon a craft beer, a beer that is that produces 70 million barrels uh, a year, which is definitely outside of the 6 million that the Craft Beer Association recognizes as a craft beer uh, brewery. Um, Judge Gonzalo Curio wants a better template for what does and does not constitute a craft beer before he says Blue Moon or Bud Light Lime, for that matter, can allude to itself as being craft brewed in advertising. He says the class action lawsuit was based on the larger breweries trying to misrepresent their beers as being craft beer, as defined by the Craft Brewers Association. And uh, so here's kind of where the, the guy that was bringing the lawsuit up, what he was saying is that, hey, Craft beer, according to the Craft Brewers Association, is less than six million a year, uh, less than twenty-five percent owned by a non-craft brewer, and it has to use unique and and good quality ingredients. So those are the three things that you know, in summary, that makes it a craft brewery in their eyes. But uh, what this guy's saying is that hey, they don't follow that that ruling because they make way too much. They're not using unique ingredients, and they're owned by a big beer. Uh, also, they're saying, hey, they're charging higher prices than what their their normal Coors product lines charges. So they're charging craft beer prices for a beer that's obviously not craft beer, which is there's he's saying is not right. And also, it's sharing shelf space right in along with the craft beer, and that's confusing consumers, making them think that they're buying a craft beer, even though it's not really you know, you know qualifies as the craft beer. And, uh, yeah, so that's what he was saying. He's kind of, you know, being a little bit of, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think, uh, I don't know. We have our opinions, right, Chris? What, what is your opinion on what of this kind of a lawsuit or class action suit? Do you, do you feel that having Blue Moon or any of the subsidiaries of uh, Big Beer that are, have bought out these other breweries that are now making massive, uh, you know, amounts of beer that – if their product is in the same area as craft beer, selling for the same price as craft beer, that that's a problem. Yeah, I definitely think that that's not right. Um, we'll use Blue Moon as the example. Um, Blue Moon, uh, for some people, was a gateway beer into craft into the craft beer world, or we'll just use that craft beer term loosely. Yeah. Um, and we know who owns Blue Moon. Hopefully everybody knows that uh, Big Beer owns Blue Moon. 
Um, and it even says right through the Brewers Association website at brewersassociation.org um, that the annual production has to be 6 million barrels of beer or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then less, like you said, less than 25% of the craft brewery is owned or controlled by an alcohol industry member that is not itself a craft brewer. Mm-hmm. So that's from what I'm reading there, that's saying if, you know, AB InBev or, or Sab Miller owns um, a large portion of that, then they're kicked out right there for being craft. Um, I think that the, and this is, I know this is a topic that you and I could probably go back and forth on all day long. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think, um, I really think big beer. And when I say big beer, I'm, I'm talking about Sab Miller and, um, AB InBev. I know that I'd have to say that they're scared. I, um, you know, they're trying to get, <laughs> they're trying to get crafty mm-hmm. in their, um, in their wording. They're trying to get crafty in their branding, um, I remember seeing something, uh, six months to a year ago where they were going to start, you know, they were going to buy up all these different little, little, uh, small breweries, um, and give incentives to their distributors to sell their product. And I think that, uh, that got kicked off, um, by a court case, not yeah. being able to do that. I mean, it was there, I think they're getting scared because, you know, you could have a Budweiser, which is, you know, mass produced a million times over. And you could also go and have a, and if this isn't the right type of beer, go have a Pilsner, which is, you know, similar in style. I think Budweiser is a little different, um, but you could have something similar from a craft local brewery. Um, that yes, it may cost you a dollar fifty more a glass, <laughs> but it's going to be a better quality product, and it's going to support a local business, which I'm really big on. Mm-hmm. It's going to support a local business, and um, you'll actually be able to sit there and talk to the brewer, or sit there and talk to the people who've made who's made this beer, or uh, uh, I don't know. That's see, it's, I'm going off on a tangent now because <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I could really just be like, you know what? Um, if they're if they're gonna get if they're gonna get um, they're trying to get smart about how they're gonna label their beer and name and brand their beer and whatever they're gonna call it, whether they call it craft beer or microbrewery or they call it crafty beer, um, I think it's just all out of fear. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're, they're obviously noticing what is going on with, with the craft beer industry or the small brewing industry or whatever you want to call it. Um, especially since 20% of the sales roughly, uh, of beer in this country is craft beer. So every one in five beer sold in this country is a craft beer. And I, I'd be scared if that was, if I owned Budweiser, mm-hmm. I would, I know I would be. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely a fear that uh, definitely the small breweries are also uh, have a fear that that's why the big beer is doing it, right? That's why they're making these crafty beer brands or or buying up uh, breweries, their craft breweries, buying them up, and then uh, you know it, now it's a part of their portfolio, so they're getting money for a lot of people buying the craft beer from from that brewery. Uh, it's definitely I, I see the fear, I see the fear. But to get back to David's question. Um, I guess the answer is no. Uh, it, it, there's there's no trademark or licensing on the term or title craft beer. 
So I think the Craft Brewers Association needs to step up and maybe come up with some way of uh, of licensing it. Maybe I I know it sounds kind of weird licensing a, a term, but there's got to be maybe something that if they're really concerned, they can they can step up their game and uh, and and get some real trademarking and licensing going for a term, whether it's craft beer or whatever they decide to make it. Uh, you know, maybe they need to make it independent. They need to change the the term from craft beer to independent brewed or whatever they want, whatever. They need a term something so that they can identify it. That's the only way they can do it. But, but yeah, there's yeah, no... definitely. I was going to say, it definitely needs to be more plain and simple. Yeah. Because a lot of people can hide behind that, that one little term and then, you know, you're not getting what you think you're supposed to have. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, the courts say that, uh, it, you know, that even Bud, Bud Light Lime can be labeled craft beer. So uh, there's no there's no precedence that to state that the, that you can have a lawsuit is going to win, and I think uh, that's why that one got dismissed. And I think the one that David mentioned about the Walmart. Let's just talk about that real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Walmart a few months ago released started selling their own brand of craft beer, uh, and it, it was it was from the brewery called Trouble Brewing Brewery. And uh, this was under the disguise of being a beer from a real craft brewery. But guess what? It turns out that this product is produced by a Costa Rican brewery called Genesee Brewing, known for selling cheap, cheaper college beers. And actually, uh, this Genesee Brewing, it used to be a craft beer or at least a, an American-owned company. Uh, back in 2012, it was purchased by Florida Ice and Farm Company, FIFCO, which is based in Costa Rica and is a producer of alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So um, I never had any of the trouble brewing beers, but Chris, I know you did because you actually uh, rated them and did little videos on the website or on the uh, Facebook about them. And what what is your, uh, you know, after drinking the four beers that were offered, what was your conclusion on Walmart trouble brewing beer? Long story short, um, go buy some other beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now- <laughs> they, they were uh, they were just not um, they were rated really poorly, and and I think uh, when I was when I was doing the tasting on them, I, I even mentioned it. Um, hey, I'm not a um, I'm not a BJCP certified judge. Yeah, uh, but I've tasted a lot of beers alongside of BJCP judges, um, and my results come out very similar. I just haven't gone through the um, through the certification process just yet. Hmm. Um, and that's actually something I'm looking into doing here soon. All right, nice. um, but uh, yeah, they were their their the flavor was it, it was lacking uh, in pretty much every single one of them. Um, the, I remember the one IPA that I had it, you could tell it was old because the, it was starting to oxidize and you started to get that like wet cardboard flavor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know. It was almost like, um, you know, you, you drink a beer from, you know, your local brewery that you really enjoy and the, the, the flavors are so big and the hops are very present and, and you enjoy all of that and you crack one of these open and you pour it in a glass. Maybe I needed to drink it out of a can. Maybe that. Maybe that's what it was, <laughs> or a bomb. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> beer bomb. And that's about where I was at with with those. Uh, um, but uh, you know, I drank them all out of a glass, and uh, maybe that's where I went wrong. 
Um, but they were just lacking in flavor. They were almost, I don't want to say they were watered down, but they were, um, they were maybe muted mm-hmm. in flavor and, um, yeah, save your money and go spend it on some good quality craft beer. Um, and I, I remember when I saw that in the store and I'm like, wow, the Walmart's going to put out craft beer. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I was like, that is cool. I hope that works out well for them. Well, then they're just trying to pull over the, pull the wool over our eyes. Is that the term? Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, I, I did my part and that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Go, go buy something else. Yeah. After, after seeing your reviews of all the beers, I didn't even go try to find it. I just decided to pass. Wasn't even going to waste my time, which is good because it turns out that it was just another ploy to try to get your money. Now were the, were the prices, um, reasonable or were they higher than what you, do you think you paid the right price for it or you think you overpaid for that beer? Um, I think the price point was right. I want to say that it was a 12 pack. I want to say the 12 pack was like, I want to say it was somewhere between 11 and $13 for the 12 pack, which I should have known better at that point right there. <laughs> well then, <laughs> but I figured, yeah. I figured, Hey, it was Walmart. You know, they, they save you some money. Yeah. Um, I should have known better. Well, at least they didn't gouge you on the pricing because you're right. That's not craft beer necessarily craft beer pricing. It's a little bit higher than maybe what you can get something, you know, Bud Light or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know what those sell for now, but you you paid less than a buck a can, so that's not too bad. Right. So, okay. I, I didn't finish the whole 12 pack, by the way. Um, I, I got through the four in the whole testing you know, the tasting part of it. Um, I tried to get into finishing them and I threw them away. Oh, wow. Okay. That yeah. says it all. Says it all. All right. Well, uh, that's it for our feedback and questions. David, I hope that answered your question. If you have any more, please don't hesitate to ask. And if you would like to be like David um, or anyone else in the previous shows that have provided us with uh, comments or questions, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com, or you can reach us on Twitter. Just follow us at tapthecraft. And, of course, feel free to follow us and post on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tapthecraft, where our buddy here, Chris McKenzie, does an awesome job of administrating our page, always keeps a lot of good articles on there, and we have a lot of feedback. So, hey, join the conversation on our Facebook page. And, of course, I just want to take a moment to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting our show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that Chris and John and I put out to you, then we believe that you will find more great content like the following. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer. And if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. All right, so now it is time for our Brew Buzz segment. And this week we are devoted, or the Brew Buzz is actually devoted to discussing all kinds of various related 
topics, but this week we are going to cover Untapped Application 3.0 update. And uh, we're going to just go over the different screens and you know talk about what things have been added and what's different. It's going to be a little fun little activity. We're, of course, John or uh, John has the Android version, but he's not on to talk about his. So we'll hear about him, uh, his experience next week or next show. But I got Chris, and we both have the iOS edition, so we'll hear about iOS Untapped updates. So just as a little overview, so last week Untapped unleashed a 3.0 update, which consists of a major GUI facelift as well as adding some extra features. And we are here to shed some light on those application changes. So first off, over the past week, what is your general impression of the new GUI and app layout, Chris? How, what do you think about it, just in general? Okay, first off, did you say GUI? GUI? Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what is GUI? Graphic User Interface. That's an acronym. <sighs> So just like oh, we'll see. so, Windows is actually a GUI. It's a graphical interface, user interface. Uh, we'll see. I learned something new today. Yeah. Okay. No problem. I just assumed everyone knew what GUI meant, but now, <laughs> now, now you do. So GUI is a graphical user <clears throat> interface, and that's what they changed, right? They changed the lay. They changed how it looks, uh, the buttons and things. You know, that's the, and they also changed the layout and the placement of all that stuff. So is it is 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 it a a good change so far or? Or would you rather go back to 2.0? So far, I like it. Um, I, I really like the way that it looks, um, and it's. I'm still kind of learning all the different features in it, mm-hmm. uh, where you know gives you recommended beer at, at the bottom, and, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little more. But uh, I like the way it's laid out. Um, it's just kind of. I don't know. I'm still learning it so much that. Um, I like it so far. Well, let's just say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what uh, What's kind of your thoughts on it? All right. I also like it. In fact, I like it a lot. Um, I think that um, each iteration of the application has stepped up the function and the usability, uh, you know, better and better. They added, you know, they get feedback from the user. I actually submitted, uh, they, they asked me to submit a, uh, a user survey of what you want to see uh you know added and what you you know get kind of rated on what you like and disliked about the current app and what you'd like to see and i filled that out a while ago maybe last year i think it was it was it was a while ago i actually you know took the time filled it out was was truthful with them and what parts i liked and what i would like to see improved and i think i i don't think i was alone because i think a lot of people wanted the same changes because pretty much the changes they made are ones that I thought needed to be changed. And there were some changes that I didn't expect that I would like and did like also. So I'm, I'm really pleased. And I think the one, the one thing I, I really like a lot about the new changes is they provide you a lot more information than they, you had before. You have a lot more information you can put in your check-in and they provide a lot more information as you're looking up beers, uh, which is nice. You know, I like, to have more information, I use Untapped as a as a memory for basically. I don't have my memory. I have a horrible short term memory, <laughs> and my long term memory is is good. In fact, I, I can remember things from twenty years ago, but I can't remember things I did yesterday. You know, for you know, even a week ago. So I I have a a really bad memory that way. And even 
beer is one of the things that I remember a lot of because it's a passion of mine. So I, I tend to remember a lot of things about beer, but I cannot necessarily remember everything about beer. And that's why of the beers I've had, I mean, and that's why I liked Un- Untapped so much is it's like, it's my brain, my beer brain in an application. It allows me to go and check into beers, rate it, put my details in there and uh, keep track of the beer so that when I come to a beer at a brewery or a store and I, I was like, Oh, if I had that before or, Oh, I remember seeing that, but did I like it? It's very simple for me to search for the beer and quickly bring up the history that I've had with that beer. And not only my history, but I can see my friends' histories too. And I can make a judgment call on whether or not I want to spend my money on that beer based on what I've written in there before and what my friends say. So that is what really makes me enjoy Untapped so much. And that's why I'm such an advocate for it that, that I think people need to use an application that, that helps track their beer. Now, if you if people aren't into beer like you or me, Chris, then maybe they don't really care about that stuff and it's not going to, you know, hang out. You're not going to enjoy it as much as we do. But for me, that's what's important about it. And and I, I say 3.0 uh, was a was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting it. It just snuck up on me. And so far, I'm I'm really pleased. Let's. Uh, is there anything um, that you don't like about it that you 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 kind of have a little nitpick or anything? Is there is there a feature or something that they got rid of or that they changed that you just don't like or not? I, there's nothing that I have personally that I don't like. I didn't know if you. Had no, I I I liked everything about uh, the 2.0 version, um, but it. Think right now it's um, there's so many features on it now that it's a bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I don't like about it, and it's going to take me, you know, a little, you know, probably a couple weeks of using it on a consistent basis, where I go, oh, well, that feature is pretty cool. I like that. That you know, after a while, it'll just I won't think twice about it. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure as we go through this, Chris, I will point out some things. Uh, you know, you're going to talk about some items too. I'll talk about some items, but because I'm familiar with it, if you know, maybe I can enlighten you on some of the features you may not have realized you can do with the the new thing. So um, let's start off. I'll start it off, and we're going to start with the search tab. That's probably the the one tab or the one icon. It's the middle icon. It has the bottles with the little magnifying glass, like a little search icon. And when you click that, that's what opens up when you first open the app. And it looks a lot different. It, it, it kind of looks similar, but a lot different than it did in the previous app. You still have your search um, entry line on the top. You can do bar scanning. Um, you know, still you can scan a barcode, which I know that was added in 2.0. And John, uh, it didn't come in Android 2.0 right away. I think they had to add that in later. But for me, that was a big feature for me because it's every beer has a barcode now. And at least if you get it in a bottle or can, uh, it has a barcode. And it's nice to be able to quickly just scan the barcode and have it bring up the beer and not have to type in the brewery name, space, the beer name, and then try to find it. Um, it's very convenient. So I do like the scanning. And I think John... Once he got it on Android, he wasn't too thrilled with it, but then when he got it and used it, he realized it also had a big benefit, and I think it's a it's something I use all the time. Do you use the scanning uh, capabilities to scan your the barcodes? Yeah, I definitely do, and I like that feature a lot. Um, it's It does. It's a quicker way that you can just... Sometimes when you start typing in a beer, it just for some reason doesn't recognize it, yeah. and you can just scan that barcode, and it just pops up and... 
saves you so much time. Okay. Yeah. So one thing that is um, better in the new version than it was in the old version is as you type in uh, words, um, it, it automatically starts populating your list. Now, it did it in 2.0. I think it does it better in 3.0. It's much, much faster. Um, it's more, it seems to be more accurate. I think they changed up their search algorithm a little bit where, you know, now I, like, for example, I type in sockeye cause I want to find a sockeye beer and right away, uh, you know, sockeye brewing, it lists everything in sockeye brewing. And then you can just continue to go further in there and put in, uh, you know, bear and it, it'll, you know, it goes and brings up the bear stuff really quickly. Of course, now I'm having trouble typing. This is why I like barcodes. But uh, it's kind of nice that, uh, I mean, it seems that the search, they improve the search, and uh, it works really well. I'm really pleased uh, with that. Um, okay, so let's go away from the search thing. We're still on the search tab, but now what they did is they added a number of extra links right in the majority of the, the top portion of this uh, of this section. It's like almost three-quarters of the whole page is these, these links, and they added... Uh, the following links they have a verified venues which are and uh, if you click it click that link it takes you to verified venues in the location you're currently at fantastic that um, you know verified lo locations or venues are new within the last year they added the capability of breweries to become a verified venue that uh, updates their beers and stuff you know I don't know what the criteria is for doing that but that's fairly new and now you can go and see all the you know the breweries that are, are verified and, and you can get accurate uh, tap lists and stuff from them. It's kind of a nice little feature, but it does it in the area you're at. So now when you're traveling, it'll, you know, you just hit verified venues, it looks at where your location is, and boom, it's uh, providing all the venues in that location. So when we go to Vegas, we can just, you know, hit that verified venues and find some places to go drink right away. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, uh, I've been searching on Google for that as well, too. But um, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be um, a good weekend. Uh, I think we should, uh, if there's anyone out in Vegas, too, we should see if there's any listeners out there, too. Yeah, yeah, hook up with them for sure. Um, then there's an events. Uh, and again, it shows you any local, in local area. So wherever your phone is tied, you know, wherever you're currently, your GPS is at, it goes out to that area and it, it, it pops up nearby events that are going on. Again, most of those events are going to be occurring at the verified venues. But, uh, for example, right now on March 2nd, I have a pasta pop-up at Boise Brewing at 5 p.m. And then uh, there's an Anderson Valley Tap Takeover on March 3rd at the Tap House. And on March 11th, there's a St. Patty Day uh, Half K. Well, it says Half K. Ha a Half K? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what a half K is, but it says it's at the Iron Horse Brewery. Well, that's it, but it's that's weird. The pub at Iron Horse Brewery, which is kind of bizarre because Iron Horse Brewery is uh, in in Ellens Michigan. No, it's is in it? uh, Ellensburg. Um, but it says, "Hello, Boise. Oh. Welcome to the Iron Horse Brewery St. Patty's Day Half K, an all ages fundraising race for the Idaho Food Bank, starting at the Wise Guy Pizza Pie." And oh. But it's weird. Oh, I, was, it. I was I was thinking of Dark Horse. Yeah, Dark Horse is, yeah. But it's weird. It, it says the pub at Iron Horse Brewery, and it says uh, Main Street, Ellensburg, Washington. So that something's kind of weird. They must be, the brewery must be the one that's, I don't know. 
That one's kind of that's kind of weird, but that's the events. So it's kind of cool if you don't know if you want to see what events that you may not be aware of. That's a, a good thing of just seeing some events that that come up. There's also a trending beers. Again, these are beers that are trending in the local area around you. So if you're again visiting somewhere and you want to see what the local flair for good beers that people are are really enjoying, you hit uh, trending beers and you'll see what's trending in that area. Uh, I like that kind of a quick little find a beer app. Then it gives you the top rated beers, but this beer is global. This is all the top rated beers, not just in your local area. Um, so it gives you kind of a list of the, the top rated beers. There's also a global feed. allows you to see what uh, people are checking into um, you know, globally, not just in your local friends area. And then there's trending locations. Again, this is uh, areas in your local area that uh, are trending for people checking into. So you can see right now the Homestead Bar and Grill in Meridian is a trending location right now that people are, are drinking. Edge Brewing is also, Old Chicago, Carrying Line, uh, Ten Barrel. These are all places that are trending where people are checking in a lot to untap. So you can kind of see where the, the good hot places are uh, in the local area. Um, there's also a, 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 they also had this link, I think, on the old app, but it wasn't obvious. Now there's a get there safe. It's a link to your Uber app. Um, I've never used Uber in Untapped. I at first when they added it, I thought it was just a kind of a thing that got you from brewery to brewery. Um, but I don't know. Have you used the Unt the Uber app from the Untapped uh, before? Um, not not specifically, but I just clicked it to see what it would do, and all it, uh, all of it does is um, I already have the Uber app in my phone, so it just says, "Well, would you uh, Untapped wants to open the Uber application." And you just give it permission, so it just opens the Uber app for you. Okay. Um, and if I'm sure, if you don't have it already in your phone, it'll probably say, "Hey, we well, should download the Uber app in the App Store or the Google Store or or whatever those Android people call them." <laughs> yeah, the Google Play Store or Google. <laughs> yeah, Store, Google yeah. Play Store. Yeah. All right. So those are all the links that are right there. The three quarters of the page, kind of a. You know, nice way of showcasing the things you can find using this app. So it's not just great for logging your beers. It's also great for finding beers and finding out what people are enjoying in the area you're at. Uh, the section that I really like is this new recommended se- sec- uh, section. And it kind of gives you recommended beers based on what you've been drinking. Again, these are beers that are in your local area. Uh, it allows you to quickly review the recommended beer. So it just kind of gives you the name and, and the brewery. Uh, it also provides you a way to add uh, the beer to a, a list. Your wish list is what the, they used to have. They now will talk about the, some other, um, you know, the about the ability to use to create other lists, not just wish lists, but you can have lists of like, uh, you know, well beers or beers I want to drink in Pittsburgh or beers I want to drink in Seattle. You, know, you can you can have other lists besides just wish lists. You can actually, you know, fine tune them, which is kind of cool. So it allows you to add it to a list right away. It can find it, find lo- locate the beer locally if it's available. And also um, there's a new, I think this is new. Uh, it's an ability to add an alert option that lets you know when that beer is available in your area at a venue in your area, which is really kind of nice that you can now select beers that, Hey, when this beer comes to my area, let me know on untap so I can go and, and find it. Uh, have you ever used that alert option? I know it was in the, the 2.0, and I never really clicked on it because I know I, I was just kind of wondering if that really worked. So I think when the alert thing came, it basically took all of your wish list beers and put them 
as an alert also. So I just uh-huh. went back and removed the alerts from the wish list ones that I know that aren't going to be in my area. And I've actually now I've started using the alert with the 3.0 where I will go and I'll put certain beers that people check in. Now I use this mainly when I see beers that people that I either know locally have checked into or that, you know, you check into or John checks into that I think I'll be able to get one day. Um, I've been checking that little alert box so that when I am in an area that has that beer, I can, you know, and if I can find it, it'd be nice to be able to try it, right? There's special beers that I want to make sure I try to get. So I've just started. Yeah, one, using thing I'm, one thing I'm noticing with that recommended, uh, that recommended option, if you click the see all, and you know how you can pull down, um, like a you can pull down a list and kind of refresh it. Yeah. Every time I pull it down and it refreshes, it's brand new. Oh, you're right. It is brand new. Oh, they have the Lizard of Cause from Founders Brewing. I got Tanger Tangerine Express IPA from Stone. Yeah. Oh, I have uh, Bodhisattva. I haven't had that one yet. I know it's in town. I need to go find it. I should put that on my alert list. I'm gonna. Fine. Oh, Elysian, Elysian popped up on my recommended Space Dust. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. All right. So that, that new recommended section is really kind of neat. You can just kind of cycle through or do the see all, and, and it will just give you, you know, some recommendations that you may not know about. Oh, now it says Black Tuesday from the brewery. Let me locate that. <laughs> if any brewery beers are here in Boise area, I'll be shocked. Nope. Nope. Sorry, not local. So maybe that not all these are available locally. Although most of them are all ones I can get here in in uh, in the area. So okay, so that's that's the search thing. Um, that's about all I want to talk about. So Chris, now that we did a search for a beer and you select the beer and go to the beer information page, let's talk about the 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 big layout changes and and what's in the, in that right now. So go ahead and uh, pick a beer. Okay, so I'm I'm currently drinking. I uh, just got done with my homebrew, um, and now I'm currently drinking um, Cigar City's Florida Cracker White Ale. It's a hold on, let me read it. Uh, Belgian style white ale. Um, so I looked that up. I uh, just checked it in here a little bit ago, mm-hmm. um, and then the the layout of the page on we'll start it. It, it looks like it's divided into quarters. Yeah, that's quarters. I, I made it quarters. It's kind of a flowing page, but I kind of separated it when I wrote this up. I kind of just said quarters just so we kind of get an idea. Okay. So in the, the first quarter, um, you'll see the, the beer info. Um, so being the, the beer name, the brewery, the style, um, ABVs, IBUs, um, and there's also an option for the alert uh, the alert indica- indicator on there. Um so give you all the information about the beer in the first quarter. Um, they've added a green check mark in the upper right hand corner to indicate if you've already checked it in before. Um, so if you're looking for um, you, more unique beers, um, that way you can find out if you've had this one already before or not. Yeah. Um, there is a find it button, which um well, probably, hey, there's a couple near me. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, if you click on that, it'll find the closest locations where uh, that beer is. Um, there is an add to list button uh, so they can put it on uh, on a wish list or like the other lists you were talking about, Denny. Mm-hmm. And then ratings with 
um, numbers of check-ins. So it'll be separated by um, my personal check-ins or, or your personal check-ins, uh, how your friends have rated it, and then how everyone else in the untapped community has rated it too. Yeah. So it, it kind of gives you a different weighted um, check-in uh, or cap rating. Um, so that way you're not just taking it off of what the... I guess, I guess what the world, what the world. thinks of this yeah. beer. Yeah. Um, and you actually get to see what your friends think, what the world thinks, or, or what you thought of that check-in. Um, so in the next quarter, we've got um, the next quarter highlights sections showing a Snapchat or Snapchat, really. <laughs> <laughs> highlights sections showing a snapshot of comments by your friends. Um, I'm kind of scrolling through here as we're going. And do you have any, I mean, my, like, like highlights will list uh, your friends that have had that beer and commented on it. Do you yeah, have any yeah. highlights? I have a couple of them, but my, f- these, these friends, they don't, they don't like to comment on things. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's, that's cheaters. They just, so, you, um, so, what, so what happens is there's no comment. It just has their name and the rating caps or. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, this one, this one was from a friend of mine back in Ohio who apparently was here in 2015. Wow. So he's, um, that he commented on this beer um, that he was drinking on the beach. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's actually a few of them on there. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, comments, ratings from all of your other friends in that quarter. Um, and then there's also in there um, details, uh, details about the beer, including the new flavor profile indications. Yeah. So, uh, which I really think is a really cool feature um, and let's see. So this, this one that I'm drinking now, the Florida cracker white ale brewed with un, oh man, why does it always have to be a word that I don't even know what it is. Unmelted. <laughs> I thought it said unmelted. That wouldn't make any sense. It does unmelted say unmelted wheat. wheat. Yeah. Uh, so brewed with unmelted wheat, John, we're going to need your input on that. <laughs> Um, orange peel and coriander, and then fermented with Belgian yeast with a Belgian yeast strain to give it a spicy and dry finish. Perfect for a warm day on the Palmetto Prairie. I I don't want to be on a Palmetto Prairie. It's <laughs> no. Uh, I'll just take that on the beach somewhere. Anyway, um, so we're continuing on. Uh, so the flavor profiles uh, shows up as light, smooth, sweet, spicy, dry. Um, and you can kind of put in, in when you check in, you can also uh, put those feet, those uh, profiles in there as well. Yeah. Um, let's see. So in the next quarter, we have photos of this beer. If you look that up, hey, there's mine right there, that first one. Um, photos of the beer um, and the find it section. You can find that specific beer within 10 miles or let's see, can you change the... It doesn't want to let me change my search, um, how far it's going to search. So, uh, so you can look at the photos, find it section showing, uh, the local venues currently serving the beer and the last quarter, it looks like recent activity defaults to your friends, uh, and then gives you the option of seeing all or global check-ins to the beer. Yeah. I, I liked it now. It uh, it automatically defaults to your friends, which is the way it should be anyway, right? Before, on on two point oh and, and and earlier, 
it defaulted to the to all, and you had to click your friends to see if what they you know what they were drinking. And I um, I like it that now I can just quickly review the highlights, and then uh, like in the check-in section where it has uh, how many you your friends and everyone else rated it. it also tells you how many ratings are in there. So for me on this beer that you're drinking right now, Chris, there's been seven of my friends that have rated it. Um, and you can just go quickly go through and see, you know, what they rated and, and what their comments are and, and uh, you get an idea of, you know, of, of how they profiled it too. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of, I really like all the information you get from the beer check-in page now. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it seems like a lot, but once you understand what the sections are, you can quickly go to what you need to see without having to go into page after page after page. I like it's all on one page. Before you had to, you know, hit the beer, go to the brewery, check the detail. I mean, there's there's all these steps you had to go through to see all this information. Now it's all available on one one page. You can look at what you want or what you don't want, and it's 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 really really nice. And I yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely uh, making it a lot easier to see what your friends are are drinking and then see how they're rating beers uh, instead of trying to, like you said, sift through everybody in the entire world who might be drinking this beer. Yeah, uh, and then, but it still gives you the option to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's how I like to use Untap too: is I go into the 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 package store, the beer market, I see a beer that interests me. But again, mo- most of the time it's going to be a beer that's probably a 22-ounce bomber. Maybe it's a 12-ounce a beer that's expensive. Uh, and I don't, I'm, I'm trying to judge whether or not I want to spend the money on that beer. Do I want to spend that $9 on that, bom- on that bomber? Or do I want to spend that $9 on two bombers that are cheaper? And what I'll do is I'll look at the untapped and I'll see what my friends are drinking it, how they rate it, see if it's something that I, want, I, I think I should spend the money on. And this, this right here, this page provides me everything I need to know quickly to make a, a sound decision on whether I want to buy that beer. So that is what excites me so much about the new interface. I really like it. I also really like that green checkbox in the corner. I can quickly see beers that I've already had without having to go in and find out, you know, go in deeper to see if, you know, if I've had it. I can see on a, on a, you know, if I do a search for just a brewery, Sockeye, it lists all the beers with little check marks next to it, whether or not I've had it. Very easy to see it. The green stands out from the white background. Um, it doesn't, you know, it really stands out. You can quickly identify the beers that, you know, that you've already had. So, All right. Excellent job, Chris. Thank you for, for laying out the, uh, uh, the beer information page. But now that you've found the beer information page, we want to go ahead and we want to check into that beer. So now you just hit the check-in button that's on that, that page. And it takes you to the check-in page where you can now fill in all that information that we saw before. So uh, I'm just going to start from the top and work our way down. Again, this is a big layout change from 2.0. Right off the bat, it starts with the name of the, uh, the beer and the brewery. You, know, you kind of already know that, but it kind of tells you what it's at. Then you have the rating system. Now the rating is on a slider. Uh, a quarter quarter cap at a time slider, and it uh, it also gives you a number rating. So once you slide it over, you can kind of slide it to to where you want. What I like about this it's it's very easy to to use one handed, right? We typically use our phone one handed. Mm-hmm. You put your thumb on it, you just slide it, and boom, I'm at four you know four cap rating for this Florida Cracker White Ale. 
Uh, very very nice right below that is comments so now you can just comment again you're limited to 140 characters in the comment section um, this is something that I wish they would have uh, I understand why they made it so you don't have too much comment I don't want to have people with these big long like for me I could write 500 characters per check-in if if they allow me um, I tend to be wordy and what I end up doing is I write in my comments I check it in and the or my description, I check it in, and then I, I go and add two or three comments to what I just checked into because I want to fill in the blanks that I wasn't able to add. So um, I understand the limits of 140. I'd love to see it extended. Um, maybe they have a, a only show the first 140 on the main page, and then they allow you to expand it um, in an extended area that you won't see in normal stuff, but if you if people you know um, open up your check-in they can then expand it to show more I'd love to see that eventually in, in the app um, but yeah I would too yeah because there's a lot of, I want to talk about again I'm using this for memory um, and sometimes I want to shout people out and or mention something about the experience while I'm checking in so I need more characters it's not Twitter come on I need more characters uh, be, well, that's be, probably why they do it <laughs> you're, yeah you're probably right but even that the 140 doesn't all go to Twitter because they have to send the the link and everything. It ends up being they only give you like 50 characters of the description. The rest is all untapped. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, stuff. All right, below the comments, now there's a new, a new feature. They allow you to select the serving style, how you're drinking this beer. And the options you have is you can now um, specify if what you're drinking is a taster. Let's say you're out and you're at a bar and you're just having a four-ounce sampler of it. Now, taster is what I'm – I mean, tasters can be one of two things. Some people think tasters are uh, one sip. You know, some bars just give you like one sip. You can try it. That's a taster. Uh, um, for myself, I call taster anything that's like less than a full beer. So if a four-ounce pour, you can buy a four-ounce pour for a buck or two um, or what you would consider getting at a, a beer festival. Those are tasters in my opinion. So if you see me – log of tasters because I I went and got a, a four-ounce pourer and uh, that's my taster. But I like to be able to specify because now you can base – if you see other people checking into it and they say they had a taster of it and they didn't like it, but you see other friends had a full pint or they had it in a bottle or a can and they rated it higher, it may kind of identify that maybe that person didn't have a good enough taste or a sample size to get the full experience. Cause a lot of times a beer will open up more once it warms up. And once it, you know, sits out a little bit, you'll get more out of it. You know, your first sip is kind of bad, but then you, you have two or three others and it, it, it's a lot more smooth and tastes better. So it's kind of nice to be able to identify how the serving style. So the choices are a taster, a can, a bottle, on draft, on nitro, on cask, a crowler or a growler. So it's kind of nice that you can identify how people are, are drinking these beers if they just choose to use it. Again, all this stuff is optional. And I see so far a lot of people aren't using the uh, the, the serving style on every post. So um, it's guilty. A, yeah, yeah, which is okay. <laughs> but again, it's just another <laughs> another way of identifying how that sample audience, you know, and how that person was able to take that sample and, and give his opinion. Um, I give more, um, if, if someone drinks a bottle or can of it or has it on draft or, you know, I'll, I'll tend to give more credit to that check-in than someone only has a sip of it or a, a smaller sample. That's just my preference. 
Um, then- well, I would definitely agree with you on the fact that if they are having a taster of it as compared to maybe a full glass, uh, I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it, where if they were having the chance to let the, the beer warm up a little bit and mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, there are plenty of beers that you have that they open up once they get to about 50 degrees or so. Yeah. And I, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. that makes great sense. Yeah. All right. Then below the serving style we have, you can add a photo. Again, I love putting photos into my beer check-ins. It makes it more, you know, you get to see what the beer is. You, then you also can get an idea of what the serving style is, too, by seeing the photo. And it's just fun to add photos. And you can tag your friends. So, ooh, just burped. Sorry about that. Um, they, they <laughs> Before, they had the ability to tag friends in the comments section, which is kind of awkward. Now they have a separate section that it's very easy. You, you tag the button, and you can search for your friend, and boom, it comes up. The old way is you had to go and thumb through every single user before you found it. Oh, no, you could search before, too. For some reason on this one, I found it was uh, it was much easier to uh, because now it shows up as I start typing just a couple letters. All the people with those letters come up, and it's very easy just to select the person and, and add them. So I liked the new tagged friends. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that section. And then... You have the section where you can locate where you're having the beer at, um, same as we had before. And then we have the new section with the fl- flavor profiles. Now, what's going to show up here, depending on how many check-ins has already used it, you'll have the most used uh, profile characteristics. And you can go ahead and select the ones that you agree on. Um, and if there's, not, if there's one that's not there that you like, all you do is you hit the flavor profile, you can search. And when you hit the search button, all of them come up. So if you say, you know what, they're missing this uh, this coriander. I want to say coriander. No, there's no coriander. but That'd be spicy probably. Yeah, you want to say spicy. Yeah, maybe you put spicy. So you know what, I want to put spicy in my thing. You type in spicy and you can add that flavor profile. So there's a lot of flavor profiles in here that you can you can add. So if they don't show up, as the most used and you, you want to choose something different, you go ahead and put that in. Or if you taste something different that no one else tastes, hey, go ahead and put that in. It's your check-in. Remember that. This is for you and for your friends to kind of get a better idea of, you know, what that beer is all about. And now they also added a new section called Purchase Location. Now you can go ahead and tell people where you purchased the beer from. Great. Um, I haven't been using it because where I purchased most of my beer is at the, the co-op or Brewer's Haven, and, and the locations weren't in there. Um, I just saw that there are some guys in my area that now are using the Boise co-op, so now I'll be able to put the purchase location in there. I like that, so when I see people in my area logging in to a beer, I don't have to ask them. Before, I'd ask them, and I'd comment to them, hey, where'd you get that beer from? Now, if they put the location, I don't have to ask. I can just look and see, oh, they got it at this location. I'm going there and, and getting that beer myself. So I think that's a great um, addition to the uh, to the profile here for the check-in. And then, of course, you can add your social media at the bottom and then check-in. So that's pretty much the check-in page. Do you have any comments on that, uh, Chris? I clicked into that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the flavor profile option, mm-hmm. and you were talking about, oh, you know, if you wanted to add, you know, something that maybe wasn't on the most common ones that show up, mm-hmm. if you just click in the search field, yeah. they all show up. Yeah, yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, because you don't have to think about it. Now you can just kind of thumb through them and pick the one you're thinking about if you didn't, you know, you can just kind of get an idea of all the flavor profiles and 
And there's there's positive and negative. So if you taste a you know a negative characteristic of a beer that you know that shouldn't be like like diacetyl or acetyl whatever I can't think of them. But careful. <laughs> yeah, they um you can choose that too. You know if it tastes like green apples, boom, you got that. Now I can't think of it. Whatever that, whatever it is, but but it's kind of cool that they give you all that options. You can you can also choose mouthfeel. So you can say you know um, you know silky, smooth, um, you know just different mouthfeels in there too. It's it's a lot of profiles to characterize the beer. So use it. I lo- I love seeing those profiles on check-ins. Well, that'll help. I know you guys were talking um, one of the last couple episodes where people were saying they were having maybe troubles pinpointing um certain flavors in beer or certain um descriptors in beer this would be this would be great for that yeah yeah Uh, for sure for sure all right so chris um why don't we go into one of the feature or one of the areas that hasn't changed that much and just kind of let's go over uh quickly about the the timeline or the activity tab all right, I'll go into the timeline, but I'm going to say that there is a flavor profile that is that is just called can liner. I, I would imagine that's trash bag. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's wonderful. I hope you guys aren't drinking beers that taste like trash bags. <laughs> um, um, so the timeline pretty much has stayed the same as before, uh, except the layout and presentation is a little different. Um, I'm trying to get back through my timeline here there we go um so if a photo is included in a check-in it's used as a background with the uh the pertinent check-in information located in a box over it Uh, so the last picture that you might have used for your uh the beer that you're currently drinking um it all shows up and uh kind of plays in the background of of your your check-in and it kind of really works out nice now that I'm looking at it, um, yeah, I think I think it saves space, right? You don't have a, a full photo section and the the beer section. They have the photo, and then the beer information is 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 over the top of it. So it kind of saves space and makes it more streamlined. I think, right? Um, and then from there, it includes uh, all the usual data: uh, the user, location, beer name, brewery, style rating. And badges earned, um, and then there's still the comment and toasts option as well. Um, and then it adds, there's a couple of new items in there. Uh, we talked about it before in the right-hand corner. It has the little green check mark to know that it's a beer that you've checked into before. Um, and then there is also the um, three dots in the, um, in the right corner as well. Yeah, I guess you'd call it the right corner. It's right next to the check mark. Yeah. Um, uh, when selected, that that allows for quick options to check in or add to a list or or find it. Um, and then there's also the um, where'd it go? Um, links to tagged friends if any are tagged in the post. So um, so it looks like Danny, you just you just uh, toasted my check into this Florida cracker. So I just clicked on your name and then your profile pops up. So that, that works out really well. Oh, look, Hetty Topper. Jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, those are some really good features um, to kind of help people connect with their friends a little more in this app. Um, 
and and see what everybody's what are people are drinking what people are liking what they're not liking um and their thoughts on the beers that are that they're currently drinking yeah that's some nice features i like that yeah um and then um serving style type visual indication where was that Oh, I didn't add that online. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of guilty of that. Come on, man, get get up with the the new <sighs> features. I want to know what your what serving style you're doing it in. All right, I'll I'll go back and I'll update it and I'll put it that it came out of it came out of a can, but I was drinking it in a glass. So what do you do then? Well, that's just it. They don't say glass. They say draft or well, can or bottle. So I, they needed to have a. I mean. I, I, there's not an I mean, it's technically for... out of a can. Yeah. It's not out of a draft, yeah. so it so was just can. The, the can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why I chose can when I drink it out of a glass for my heady topper. Stop rubbing that in. <laughs> uh, all right. So again, it's not a huge change, but I really like what they did change in in. Uh, in the screen, I, I think it does a really good job of uh, visually st- stimulating and identifying, and quickly, and you know, you can quickly tell, be- you know, see between each check-in, and you can see all the information you need in, in one quick glance, and gives you, you know, opportunity to, you know, to toast it, comment. I mean, everything you had before, but in a nice visual. I like it. I like the visual um, enhancements they did. So great. All right. Yeah, I do too. So so far, so good. I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Excellent, excellent. All right. So now moving into the user profile tab. This is the top tab with the little circle with the little profile, you know, icon in there. Um, again, this one didn't change much. It's very similar layout to before, but it it does have a some you know some additional features added. They do have a list. So at the top, you have your your profile. It has your picture. Uh, it it kind of tells you in, in general what's your total number of check-ins and your unique check-ins. Gives you your username, where you're located, and um, your description that you may have put into your profile. Uh, for me, I, it's the host of Tap the Craft podcast and self-proclaimed craft beer enthusiast. And I have, of course, our Facebook page in there for anyone who wants to check us out. And this is what shows up when anyone selects your profile, also, which is nice. It lists uh, also has a photos, all the photos that you've checked that you've. Uh, Posted up to untapped, so you can someone can quickly go in and just search your photos if you want want to see what your beers you're drinking. And there's a new section which is lists. And again, this is where you can see your wish lists, and you can also add new lists into this section that you can e- quickly um, bring up and check out. So when you're checking the beers, if you like, if I um, what I'll do a lot of times is when I'm in the store, if I want to. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll check. I'll look for a beer that I haven't had, and then I'll go ahead and add to the wish list because I'm going to check into it now. All I have to do is go to the wish list and then select it because it's right there. So it makes it easy for me to quickly check into the beer without having to um, find it again. I'll do that at restaurants. Like if I'm at a a beer bar and I see their list and I want to, you know, check in. I want to have a bunch of their beers. I'll go ahead and add those beers to the wish list so that when the beers come when I order them. I can just quickly just select it again without having to search for it, you know, break out the menu and try to find it again. So that's how I use the wish list. Um, and what I might do is just make a new list for, you know, beers to drink, you know, that I've already have. Uh, kind of nice. And then um, 
it, it pretty much has all the same sections that we had before, but in a different layout. You know, it tells you all the beers, uh, the venues that you've checked into, which is kind of, oh, excuse me, kind of cool. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking, I'm talking too much and drinking too much beer. That said no one ever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so then it also shows your badges, the, your friends. I like that now. Um, what I like about this is a lot of times I'll get friend requests, and I get a lot of friend requests, and most of the time it's people that I want to follow back because they're a listener of the show or they're a friend of a friend, and they heard you know they heard about me from them or whatever, and I'll follow them. But there's a lot of those people out there that just kind of game the system. They just want to have it's like a a game to get as many followers as possible. And before it was very difficult to see how many. And the way I would judge. On if I wanted to follow somebody I didn't know who was or not was to check and see who was their friends and how many friends they had. If this person is wanting to be my friend and they have four thousand friends, I'm not going to be their friend because I don't want to be spammed by their beers. Because most likely, if they're having four thousand friends, they're probably checking into two hundred beers a day because they're gaming the system, and I don't want to be part of that. So I now. It makes it very simple because I can go to a profile of someone and right on their profile page, it tells me how many friends they have. I have 138 friends on Untap, which is a lot. Um, but, the, you know, but it's not unreasonable because I have a lot of people listen to the show and I follow a lot of people locally. So, it, you know, 138 is not too bad. Um, but it, I like that feature. It's how, I, it's how I keep the riffraff out of my timeline because I really do enjoy going through my timeline and, uh, you know, toasting people's beers and commenting on I do a lot of commenting on a lot of people's beers throughout the week because I really enjoy that aspect. I don't want to get lost with people just, you know, spamming the, the list. And then, of course, it just goes to your recent activity. So um, there is one thing that um, John and I talked about before when we talked about the features of Untapped 2.0, and that is the ability to filter your beer. So now... When you check, um, you want to see what beers you had, it automatically goes to unique beers. It doesn't show you all the beers. It just goes and, and has unique beers. And you can use filters. Again, right next to the search um, bar, there's these little um, equalizer-like uh, sliders. You hit that, and it brings up filters. Now, what's different about 3.0 than was in 2.0 is in 2.0, you can only select one filter at a time. You can only select... You know, I think you can only select one filter. Now I say that, I might be wrong. Do you remember, Chris, if we could select multiple filters? Uh, I, think it was only, I don't. Yeah, I think it was only one at a time. I, I'm re I can't go back and recall it now because I don't have 2.0, but I believe you can only select one at a time. So if you want to choose by style, you can only choose that style. Um, and if you want to choose style and in country, like I want to choose Hefeweizens, uh, but I only want German Hefs, I can now choose Hefeweizen and German Hef in Germany, and I can see all the German Hefs I've had. Um, I can also do it by by brewery. If I want to go to Ten Barrow and see all the black ales I had, I can do that, or all the IPAs, I can do that quickly by uh, choosing two filters at one time or three filters. You can you can use multiple filters, and the filters are by brewery, by style, and by country. And then you can also sort by all kinds of things. You can sort by uh, beer name, uh, alphabetical, from A to Z, or from Z to A. Uh, brewery name, same way, A to Z, Z to A. Uh, Check-ins, the most check-ins to the least that you've done. Um, the date, new to old, 
or old and new. So you can, you know, you can you can filter by uh, all these different things. You can sort them by all these different things. Um, really, really did a good job of enhancing the ability to find beers very quickly that uh, on your on your app. So I just wanted to highlight that. That's probably something that people don't use as much as they should. Um, it's very you know, John's really good at, at finding beers that he, uh, you know, that he's had before, um, by, you know, by searching by style, or whatever. So, all right. That pretty much sums up Untap 3.0. Chris, do you have any last words about the update that you wanted to mention? Um, I'm, I just, I really like the, uh, like I said before, the, the different, options that are in there as far as the uh flavor profiles go um and that i think is uh, a great feature that i will utilize a lot mm-hmm. um so i'm and i'm like i said just kind of learning it as i go and um you know we'll see uh we'll see what it turns into well good good yeah i i've already mentioned all the stuff i really enjoy about the app and uh, I don't have any negative things. Uh, I, I guess the only negative thing I had is I wish they allowed more than 140 characters on the con- on the description. Um, that's it. That's a pretty minor negative. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't mean for this show to get as long as it has, Chris. I didn't want to keep you up too late. But, you know, when we start talking beer, it just time flies. And uh, we had a good time. But it's time to start to wrap things up. Before we head out. I would like to give you the opportunity, Chris, to go ahead and raise your glass to uh, someone or some people that you'd like to raise a glass to tonight. Absolutely. Um, I, I like to raise a glass to uh, Kevin and Amanda Argauer. Um, I, we've been having, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing your names right, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've been uh, having some beer conversation back and forth over the past couple of weeks. Um, and um, it was really cool just to find out that uh, um, they were, uh, I think Amanda's family was from uh, Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. where uh, where Megan and I just moved from about a year ago, um, and they both live in the Pittsburgh area where uh, Megan and I both lived when we were <laughs> in college. And so, you know, uh, it was really cool to talk to them a little bit, and um, you know, just chit chat about beer and stuff like that, and about the show. So, uh, cheers to you guys! I uh, hope we get to uh, talk to you guys a little more. Oh, of course. Of course. You you just happened to mention two of right now of the people that I really, really enjoy uh, chatting with on uh, social media and online. Um, and you're right. It, it never fails. Whenever Amanda and I have a conversation uh, together, I learn new things that that bring us uh, that 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 mean that we that we share a lot of stuff in common. And the latest thing that shocked the hell out of me that we share, we have the same birthday. Now, of course, the years are a little different. I'm a little older than she is, but we both have the same birthday. And what, I mean, we were meant to, to meet up uh, and be beer friends for sure. So uh, um, I too, Chris, I want to, I raise my glass to Kevin and Amanda. I really have enjoyed our conversations and all the interactions that we've had with both of them. And I look forward to one day uh, joining them uh, for a beer or two or a beer festival. I really look forward to that. Yeah, and they're they're definitely adding some um, unique uh, unique check ins on a regular basis. So keep it up, guys. You're doing a great job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just want to mention that uh, uh, that both of them have a. I hope they have a great time at their beer fest. They're at. I'm assuming they're at the Pittsburgh Beer Festival or 
or something. There's some big beer fest they're at, so I hope they're having a great time. And just a reminder, Amanda, you still owe me an email about your Weston beer trip uh, experience that you had in Weston. I think it was Weston, if I remember correctly. So don't forget to write that email. I know you're busy, but uh, you can find a, a minute just to check in with me. <laughs> All right. I also have, uh, I have to thank my buddy Dave Becker. He's the one that brought back that Hetty Topper from Vermont and uh, and not only gave me one can, but gave me four cans to try. I owe him some beer myself. I got to take him out to, to repay him for his uh, generosity. But thank you, Dave. And I hope you're enjoying the show. He um, is just new a new listener, and, and he's had some good positive comments to say about us. And I hope he continues to to listen. Um, I wanted to make a. I, I just thought of something as I was. Uh, uh, on Open Forum Radio uh, Network, they had some uh, iTunes or some RSS feed issues. And what they found is that they were having issues with the number. They have over 300 episodes, and they had a lot of content. And what was happening is that their uh, feed was getting uh, too long to be hosted by iTunes. So what they did is they ended up limiting the number of feeds that or shows that would show up. When they did that, they also limited my feed for Tap the Craft, since I share their feed, um, and limited it to 50 so I'm hoping that by time this episode releases, uh, I've already I've already put in the I already fixed my feed. I hope I'm hoping by the time you see this, when you notice that we are now more than 50 shows listed in iTunes, we have our full 68 will be this episode. So um, if you did try to find older shows, if you are a new listener and try to find older shows and you couldn't find them because it only started at you know episode uh, 13 or whatever the or 18, 17, I guess, then uh, try again because hopefully by the time you hear this, our feed will be back up to the full full showings because we don't have as much uh, intensive stuff. I went ahead and raised it to the max of 300 um, because I want people to be able to get the old shows too. And, if, of course, if you can't get the old shows uh, on iTunes, you can always download them on the website. Uh, they'll still be there in prosperity too. Um, and you know what, Chris? Uh, I, it wouldn't be right if I didn't uh, raise my glass to you. Um, thank you for coming on. I know John wanted to join us. And we were going to have a great conversation, but life comes uh, comes at us hard sometimes, and John had to bow out of tonight's show and just leave it to you and me, which is okay because we still had a great time. And thank you for joining me, and thank you for giving up your Sunday evening, and thank your lovely wife, too, for allowing you to hang out with me and, and our listeners. Oh, I'm definitely happy to spend some time with you guys, um, and we'll have to get together for uh, for some time with John as well. I hope everything is going good for him, and uh, yeah, like I said, happy to do it. Okay, excellent. And I have to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there. Uh, just cheers to you. Come home quickly and safely to your family soon. And as a reminder... We are going to have a tasting note segment next week, or next, I say next week, but I mean next episode. You guys know what I mean. Um, and I want you guys to prepare for it. And if you're able to get Ninkasi Brewing beers in your area, look for the Believer Double Red L. John and I will be doing some style notes on that style, and we're going to be tasting the Believer Double Red L, which is a tasty red L. It's one of my favorites, and it is a seasonal release, so you have to get it. Uh, while it's in season, which is right now, so go grab it. And as a reminder for our tasting segment in more than two weeks, three weeks from now, which will be our one after this one, um, 
Bigfoot barley wine is back in stock. Just happens that I found it, you know, two days after we released last show. Um, but it's okay. Um, you can go and, uh, and if you can grab a Bigfoot barley wine also, that will be also a tasting note segment. So get it while it's out. Uh, don't wait until we announce that as our tasting segment because I want to make sure you guys have a chance to taste along with us. All right. And uh, you can find the beers and the links to the articles that we mentioned on the show in the show notes, which are located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Chris McKenzie underscore 82 um, on Instagram and untapped at MCK one three four five. And you guys can always find me on the Facebook page of tap the craft as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Chris, it is last call and it is time to bring our show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading, listening to the show. And we ask you to please tell a friend and of course, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or Google Play or now even Podbean. I can't ever say that. Podbean. It's such a weird name, but oh well. Podbean. 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 Okay. <laughs> say it with me now. Podbean. Podbean. All right. Well, hey, if you have Podbean, I, it's still hard for me to say, go download us and subscribe because we're new on there and we'd love to have you uh, you know, come to us through there too. So uh, as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. So now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Because that's, uh, you know, it, it gives listeners, you know, another, another, uh, I don't know. Some other stuff to listen, you know, to, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're starting off strong. We're starting off strong because I'm already, uh, I'm already getting tongue tied, but that's okay. It's okay. All right. A right. little silence for the little plug in there. And then, uh, <laughs> I was, I was actually, I was actually waiting to hear, Hey, you <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I put that in post post production. Yeah, I know. But no, every time I ever hear it, it's, you know, actually listening to the finished show. And I was waiting for the guy to come on and be like, Hey, you, yeah. I know you're a crafty consumer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Larry does a good job. He has a good radio voice and he's the, he actually is the owner of the open form radio network. Web page. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so it was nice that he puts those plugs. Okay, I'm back. I'm All back. right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I've always wanted to do this. I don't know if it even comes through the microphone. Oh yeah, no, it's gonna be too funny. <laughs> that sound good. <laughs> really? You actually heard that? I yeah. didn't even hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Sound good. Yeah. Sound like you're pouring a nice, uh, nice frosty beer. What's in your glass? Uh, Belgian style white ale. <clears throat> oh, a, new, a blue moon? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's from, it's from Trouble Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> no, God, no. They had a Belgian. I didn't know if that was the Belgian they had in the in the kit. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that one was awful. So bad. I was holding back so much in that one. I did not want to just go blasting a brewery regardless of who they were. 
They sucked. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, this one's from Cigar City. It's called Florida Cracker. Oh, okay. 